Oh, hey, 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 hey. So sorry, I was just setting this up and looking at things. Howdy, y'all. It is I, Robbie Rapole, back on another Monday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Reinventing the Tattoo Network with Let's Talk About Feelings podcast with my other host, Dusty Pitstick, who will be here soon because I just started the meeting. <clears throat> and uh, I, I've been having one weird type of day, week. Well, not even day. I'm just recovering from a, a lot in the past few weeks. Um, all good, but just a lot. Um, but hold on. Before I get into that, um, thanks to Gabe. Thanks to Guy. Thanks to everybody that is a part of the Reinventing the Tattoo team and family. Thanks to Reinventing the Tattoo. Thanks to the internet for allowing us to have a place to come every Monday to talk about feelings. Um, I am going to do something real quick and just make sure we're all uh, in the right spot. Make sure I set it up properly. Because I'm not getting any guests, so that means we might have used the wrong link. So hold on. Um, doo -doo All right, do 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 do. Let's see. Oh, wait, no, I'm right. I'm solid. We are good. Amber, you're here. That means I did this right. Awesome. Awesome. That means I did it right. Am I muted? No, you're not anymore. Cool beans and ice cream. What the fuck are you doing? We're, we're in a hospital. Yes, I'm still in a hospital, but I'm getting out more. <sighs> Damn, dog. I don't have my, my sick immunities that I used to have working in the school. I get you. You know what I mean? So everything the kids bring home, I get. And I wound up with a raging respiratory infection. Ah. They got me good. Damn it. Yeah, they did. Fuck, man. So how are you? Nice and peaceful. Have you been in your own room? Yes. Okay. So you haven't been bothered by a whole lot of anybody? Just been, no. You Just alone? Chilling, recovering. Yeah. Well, you know, you getting probably visitors. get it. You said visitors or no visitors? Yeah, getting visitors. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The universe has a way of stopping you when you need to slow down. You know, um, I said that a number of times when I was going through the things. When I was sitting in a hospital bed with my leg, <clears throat> um, 
you know, our whole plan was to travel to all the states um, in our RV and uh, hit all these conventions and do all these things. We were going to do 50 free love tattoos in every state. And then it ended up breaking my leg off. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm supposed to slow down, huh? Yeah. And then came back to Florida. And now I have my life in Florida. And I'm so glad because now I have my sons and, and Donna and everything's just beautiful. So, yeah. So, yeah. So they, the universe has a way of slowing us down. Yes, it does. Mr. Dusty, how are you? Tired. Good. Good tired. <laughs> Um, uh, feel you came, came home from Cleveland convention last night. I think we got our stuff unpacked about one in the morning, two in the morning. And then, uh, the people that from our shop that did not go to Cleveland convention had started tearing everything off the walls and painting and renovating the entire shop, which is dope. Uh, but today was my first day off in a couple of weeks and it's real nice and sunny out. And I came in and helped them do all that today instead yeah. so, um, <clears throat> that's all right it's it's gonna look super badass in there and we're building a new booth or two for a new person or two and it's all good i'm a little sleepy though well i was about to say i'm gonna stop you right there and just congratulate you for being the type of person that sleep deprived after travel uh and wanting to be selfish that you give um to your to your community like that man that's that's hard man it's hard to give this much of yourself and it's hard to give as much of yourself as you give but i'm i'm proud of you for continually doing it you know like hey um me and Brittany were talking about you the other day i was like uh <clears throat> you know i think it's really cool that dusty is organizing you know uh everything for him josh and Nora, rather than hey i got me covered and josh and Nora, you got to cover yourselves um, and Brittany was like, I really like that too, because it's just simpler. It's all in one place. I don't have to fucking talk to three different people. We're right here. So, yeah. so you know, you're, you're definitely, um, you do a lot of that leadership stuff, man. Uh, I, I had weird thoughts about that exact sentiment this weekend. Uh, we did Cleveland <laughs> and it was myself. And Aura and our buddy Will, the tattoos at our shop with us. And he's done a couple conventions, but it was like a few smaller ones a while ago. And, um, you know, so he hadn't done one in, in a good while. And then uh, our apprentice, Michaela, is, um, this was like her first convention ever. Like going, attending, working, anything. So oh, she oh, went wow. to do apprentice. Yeah, so she went to do apprentice work and she kicked butt. She did really good. Um but it was one of those things where it was like, okay, who who's kind of in charge here? And uh, it's not to say that everybody didn't do their part, but it was kind of just like, Need a leader. I just kind of, okay, let's go here. Let's do this. Let's do this. And it went surprisingly well. So I'm just like, I guess I could do that sort of thing if I needed to. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, dude. So like the way I look at you, um, you're really great at doing all that, which would make it really difficult for you to work in a situation like what my shop does, where we handle everything, you know, like, yeah. And that's where we had that conversation pretty early on the first time I was there and I wasn't trying to be combative. I was like, Oh no, I love right. doing the consult. I love, you know, this, 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 and this. And 
uh, you and Donna were both like, no, like this person does it for you and everything. And I'm like, I don't, I don't like to do that. It's not that that's wrong or that I'm wrong. It's just two different ways, Right. but it is, I know other people that would love that. Uh, you know, it, whatever works for everybody works for everybody, but right. I'm, I'm very hands-on and we're in a, we're in a weird phase right now where I love Paul who owns our shop, but he's kind of opened up the shop a little more to be, I don't want to say a co-op because that's not, I mean, he's still the owner, but like Mm -hmm. we basically sat down and said, Hey, we really want to paint everything, get rid of these display cases, put in a front desk, change the furniture, change this, change that, change this, change that, build a new booth for the new person coming in, yada, 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 yada. And he, we just had him, he was like, okay, what do you, what do you suggest? So I said, Hey, why don't we call a meeting? Everybody got some donuts and got together in the shop for an hour or two hours and just kind of laid it all out. And he was just like, cool, do it. So we're all just kind of taking charge right now, especially today with all of this stuff. And yeah, you know, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it, man. Yeah, man. I think, I think you're doing, I think you're going to do a lot of good. Um, And I see this sense of like, see the sense of confidence in you. That's, that's built up over the year or so that we've known each other. Um, And this sense of responsibility you take because like, you like having it on your shoulders, like you just said. You know, like you like handling the emails and having that interaction. Man, we were just talking about this yesterday, bro. Mm. If I fucking do my emails, somebody dies every 30 seconds. So, like, I don't want to run around killing people. I don't, I don't, I don't like that interaction, right? It's annoying. I don't like the back and forth. I'm way more instant gratification. So I'm like, check this out. I don't need a consultation. If my client needs a consultation, give them one, but it's probably going to be five minutes and it's probably going to be really easy. And I'm still going to just do my yeah. thing. So like, I just know, I'm like, yo, make it happen and come see me on the time we're supposed to see me. And it works. So like, I've built this system that kind of operates around that mindset, you know, like letting the artist just do that. And you're like, no, nah, I actually, uh, I like killing myself with the busy work. It's fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it, it it's funny too because I work similarly to the way you work in a lot of ways. I've witnessed it. You just but I like fly. I like the front end because yeah, I work a lot on the fly. Where like I'll design it that morning or with them. But yeah, if I like, I don't I don't do a lot of I don't do a lot of in person consults unless it's a really weird area that they're trying to like fit a tattoo and a whole sleeve and it's a weird oh, spot so, so your consultation process is through the messaging it's, it's it's usually five or six texts and it's good oh see okay so so that that's where we differ i thought you were fucking doing the similar system to where you like set up a consultation meet in person no no i oh, i like okay. doing all my own messaging and stuff but usually the way that my process works um is somebody hits me up through my website it dumps it off in my email and i have one of those little like job form kind of things where it's basically like what's your name what do you prefer to be called preferred pronoun uh is this convention guest spot or at royal prevail um tell me about your idea and uh attach a photo i text them because they've got their number in there and i'm basically just like hey this is dusty what's up i love your idea what, what are you thinking? And I really just get the kind of like general body spot, rough size, rough idea, yeah. reference art. I still don't really throw much together till the day of, but it still gives me time to like stew it in my head a little bit. 
look at the reference photos, maybe sketch something up, like doodle it. And then usually day of, I either draw it the night before or they come in and we kind of throw it together together if it's a bigger project. Um, if it's like a little one-hour banger, I just kind of have it rough sketched and I'm like, hey, what do you like? What don't you like? We tweak it. And then once I've tattooed them once before, I'll tell them uh, as long as they weren't horrible, uh, which is rare, but it does happen once in a blue moon. Uh, you know, if, that, if that's the case, I'll be like, hey, if you want to, you know, just, you've got my email, whatever. But if it's anyone I like and it's good stuff and they're fun tattoos and people, which is like 95% of the time, I'm like, hey, you've already got my number. If you want to do this again, don't feel like you have to go through the website. Just text me what you want to do and we'll do it. But it, the only time I really do like in-person consult, like heavy duty, because like Josh does the in-person and it, like you come out, he sits down with you, he breaks out the iPad. They do like a whole 30 minutes. They really talk about life and the idea. And the, you know, But he's also doing yeah. half sleeves and big projects. The only time I do in-person is if it's a really weird cover-up that I want to see in-person beforehand, or if it's, hey, I've got this whole sleeve of trad. I've got this one spot about hand-sized right here. I'm like, can we meet in person so we can just make a little sense of it? And they're usually 10, 15-minute, quick, boom. Uh, I've done in-persons once in a blue moon for people that their idea is simple, but I can just tell they need reassurance. A lot of times, like, someone doing something a little bigger or more intricate for a loved one or like a really weird first tattoo. They just have a million questions. And I'm like, Hey, if you live, work or play near the shop, just come in one day. We'll take 15 minutes. I'll answer all your questions, put you at ease. We'll be good just because, but yeah, I do most of mine like messaging. Um, so it's not a ton, a ton of in-person. Yeah. And, and like I, said, I think it works for you the way you do it. Like I said, I like a lot of the same where I'll show up day of. I think what works so well for you specifically is that you guys have Brittany and I've, it has been rare that I've met somebody from a shop that was just as good at so much. And so on their same page, especially for somebody who, to the best of my knowledge, she never tattooed. No, no. Um, so Brittany, For a non-artist. We were just talking about it yesterday. And just to add on to that, dude, fucking Brittany treats the business like it's her own. Like, yeah, she doesn't have a new baby at home. We do. So she basically came in and says, no, I'm the new parent of this business. I'll hit you guys up when we need to, you know, go over things. And like, dude, she and I have got such a great situation worked out now to where like, you know, we've been learning this whole time, but. I manage from the background by giving her answers that she needs and helping her with resources that she may not have access to. And like, and, and she seems so good about knowing when to ask and when not to ask. Dude. Um, I had, we had an assistant at the last shop I was at and I like had her do some work for me for a while. And there would be people that would come in that would be blocked out for four hours on my schedule that wanted a tattoo that took me fucking 40 minutes. And then I would just twiddle my thumbs. There would be people that would come in that were blocked off for the hour minimum that wanted something that was going to take three hours. Right. There was going to be, there was just so much going on that when you're, especially when you're not a tattooer, let alone, I couldn't book for you because you move quicker than I am. I'm going to be like, oh, that'd probably take me five, six hours. Right. Dude, that was right. a two hour job. Mm. For her to be so on point about, she just seems to know what to charge, how to go. Like she, you've got a rare one for sure. And that <laughs> makes things way better. Well, and you know what's weird? So we have two rare ones at the front. Um, yeah, and I met I met her last time, yeah. Yeah, dude. 
So it's weird. So Kat moved here from Baltimore or from Maryland. I don't know if it was exactly Baltimore, but I don't really think she has a lot of, you know, uh, community down here. Right. So she just came to the shop as part-time counter and dude, that girl went through the fire. Like I was, I'm very mean girls can't sit here until I trust you. Um, and I don't mean to be, you know, like, and it's not like I, I be at her like that, but like the energy speaks and my energy is loud. Um, and so like, <clears throat> she would be real scared of me and I would get fr frustrated about that. And like, I just, she, she personally reminded me of other people. And I was like, mm, traumatized by that, you know, like, like the Tammy effect, you know, <laughs> like, if, if you got one bad Tammy, every Tammy's bad, you know, like. Yeah, you know? why is it always Tammy? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great name because it's got, it's got such a feeling attached to it. It's different than Karen, yeah, it right? Does. <laughs> yeah, um, Tammy's are just very different than, than Karen. And, and you know what? Uh, no, no, no shade to any Tammy's or Karen's that are listening out there. <laughs> We're playing with stereotypical jokes, but like, seriously. Um, I, I attached old shit from other people um, and other, other people in her position. <clears throat> and she came in wanting an apprenticeship. And I was at, at the state where I was like, fuck an apprenticeship. So like, you know, Donna was pregnant and the baby was coming and my focus was outside of the studio. And like her job was just to do her job because we needed her to do her job. And like, bro, that girl has fucking sat with us and like stayed by us and like, just been like showing how real she is for the cause. And like, she corrects the issues that we have together. Hmm. And, like, one of the main issues is she's starting to stop being afraid of me. Like, <laughs> like you know, and, and I think part of that is like me communicating with her like a safe place, right? I can't yeah. just, I can't just be unsafe for, and, and expect you to be safe, to feel safe. So like, I had to do my part in that and create a safe space in my heart with her for her and like so i always check in with everybody's performance through britney and um cat's just been getting rave reviews and like mac the piercer one day was like big red she's a fucking killer and i'm like who's big red he's like oh yeah that's what i call cat i was like oh okay and like you know just hearing the positive feedback from people in the studio and then my clients giving me the same feedback that they would give me about Britney, but about Kat. And I'm like, oh. And then I see Kat get a little ratchet, like on the team of Rad Inc. When like people fucking do things that she's uncomfortable with and feels like Rad Inc. deserves more love and respect. She's like, nah, -uh, not in this fucking house. Like, so like, she's like gatekeeping for us in a way where like the family, it feels like a family. I'm, I'm hearing my family because the baby's screaming, but like, <laughs> And it does have that family aspect. And I know like, that's like a weird word in the workplace, right? Cause it can be like mm -hmm. by a lot of toxic bosses. Um, and I like to be a leader that, uh, that just leads, right? You know, leaders eat last fucking, you know, we, we, we get in the trenches with the people, but I also know as a leader, there's certain jobs I don't do well. So, uh, you know, it's just been really weird to like, figure all this out together. And she's been a part of that. Sorry, I kind of trailed off there for a second, but like, she's been a part of this whole thing. And then like, she asked me for an apprenticeship the other day. 
Oh, so a little bit of backstory. She almost got fired like a couple weeks in because she was tattooing herself out of her house. Ah. And I sat her down and I was like, yo, we got a fucking problem. I'm pretty sure you know what it is, though. And she's like, no. I'm like, so now I had this whole battle. Like, wait a second. You said you don't know what's going on. Man, maybe you just don't really realize where my stance is on this. So I broke the stance down. She never tattooed again. And now she's like, she told Brittany, she's like, I got to go for it. I really want this. And then she came to me and asked me without, like, I knew what she was asking and I knew she wanted it. And I wanted to offer it to her, but I wasn't ready to yet. But like, when she came to me and all, and like, dude, I, I have so much respect for somebody that's got balls. Like, balls, hustle, and loyalty. Yeah. Dude, you're going to win me over. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and she showed no, I- Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. She showed that real hard and like, and dude, she had like her eyes started watering up and shit. I'm like, damn dog, this is real for her. Like, and like, I really have been respecting her as a human a lot. And I realize that when I don't really respect someone or if I don't trust them and I'm afraid of them and I put this weird fucking wall up, like it makes them act weird. Um, yeah. And then, so it was weird. So, you know, she asks and it was, it was fucking hilarious and terrible. Soon as she asks, Donna FaceTimes me. Jaden's having a fucking crisis in his life. So now we're like, you know, trying to figure out how to love on him and help him, right? So I had to step away for like 20 minutes to take this call. Then we fucking get back to talking. And then fucking she has to go to fucking front desk and do work. So like this conversation of her getting an apprenticeship from me took like two hours because we kept getting interrupted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the poor so, little so did you are you doing it so yeah and so i decided um because i've had a lot of apprentices in the past few years and i only have one left at the shop with me that like stayed by our side don has been telling me do contracts blah 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 and i'm like no i can't do that i'm a fucking human and i don't want to be fucking treated like a piece of paper you know and so like I was like, no, I don't do contracts. That's not okay. And these are fucking people and they're going to be artists and they're my little fucking little baby chick eggs and I got to sit on them until they hatch, you know? Like, so like I create this like real weird, like loving attachment to these little humans like that, like I don't want to see them not grow. Like I care about them a lot because I'm investing all I know into them. So it's a big health hazard and human health emotional health hazard to give that much of yourself to people without asking for something in return that's going to make you feel good about the transaction for everybody right um so because i don't just want to teach people and never have people continuing to work with me like i want to teach them i want to grow together so we had this whole grow together speech and um one of the clients was listening and he came up to us later and he was like you're a really good boss and you've got a really good boss girl or, you know, cat or he was just like, you, this is really great. Like that you have this situation and he wants to feed into you and he cares about his people. And for me hearing that from the outsider's perspective, that helped me get over a little bit of my imposter syndrome and being a leader, helped me feel me, help make me feel like an owner more. Cause I know that the shit you've been going through dusty with feeling like a leader, like, and you and I seem to go through a lot of shit the same like same we, time, you know. We do. Uh, <laughs> oh, so let me yeah, let me I, finish the story about cat. Um, <laughs> so, 
So because I've had so many people like fucking, you know, just get the education and go. Um, I decided that I wanted to put a big price tag on apprenticeship with me. So I decided $50,000 was the number for me to want to teach somebody how to tattoo. And I know it's ridiculous, but so is the $500,000. I just told a guy yesterday when he asked if my Cadillac was for sale, because you know what? It's not for sale, but in order for me to get rid of it, it's 500 grand. So sorry, buddy. You know, so like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's the way I look at this apprenticeship. It takes a lot out of me, but I love it. Right. I love doing it, but it's a lot for me to, to give you everything I know. So I'm going to charge you 50 grand. So I, I and then Kat knows this. She knows the $50,000 gig. And I was like, in lieu of the $50,000, I'm going to have you sign a five-year contract. And I'm going to yield up a contract that from the time that I call her a tattooer, she has five years to be with us. And after that five years, she can do whatever she wants. And we want her to continue to work with us and grow with us as a company and possibly own a shop or something. Like I want everybody that starts with me to be able to end with us. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I want this to be great. And uh, that was the part that the that the dude, the client listened in on. And uh, I felt really cool. Like, like I accomplished something being acknowledged for that. Because like, I just wanna be a good leader. I just want my people to fucking like, be loyal to me, but be loyal because they love me and because I love them and I'm good to them. And like, I used to overgive because I felt inadequate about being a leader. Um, and that didn't keep them there. Right. So, yeah. So now I just got to like, accept me for who I am, be the leader that I want to be. You know, I unmixed the solution as, you know, I, I made my checklist and my roadmap, you know, as the magical motherfucker method, you know, laid out. And it's like, all right, well, who do I want to be? Oh, how would this person act? What would I want to do? What would the guy that I want to be do on his days? And, his, and how would he treat people and all this? And so, like, I'm finally finding that. Like, dude, we had a dinner the other night, me, Donna, and Jaden. And, like, Donna told me that she's like, I acknowledge that you weren't taught how to uh, regulate your emotions. And you've taught that to yourself. And I was like, Wow. So all that goes into like the leadership stuff. Like I just, I didn't regulate my emotions well at all. Like as a mentor, like the one student that's the, the one tattooer that's still with me, that was my, my apprentice, dude, she fucking like has gone through some of the worst of me and still sticks around. So I'm like, man, imagine what, what kind of, what kind of return on investment emotionally we could get by treating people the way we want to want to be treated, the way that we think a leader should treat people, the way that we want to be treated by a leader, because a leader is really just our homie. Like Mattis Yahoo made this song, like he talked about the king at the beginning of it. And he's like, he was a poet. He was a leader. He was the people, you know, he was a farmer. He was a lover. And like the king was everything. He, he was everything that people were because he's people rather than like, sitting on his throne looking down the king was the people and like the leader has to be the people and you dusty are being the people and the leader at the same time and you're like bridging the gap between upper management you know ownership right you know and yeah. the, people, the people that don't know how don't realize they can 
uh, or don't have the confidence to, you know, initiate change in the situation you're in. Yeah. So, yeah. And brands. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> funny that you say that because like it was a very like you and I do seem to always go through stuff, run one right before the other. And then when the other one's like, ah, the other one can step in and be like, Hey, I just went through that. Uh, let me tell you all about it. And it seems to work out really well. We, it's such a, it was such a odd and taxing and rewarding and good and bad weekend. Um, because right before we went to Cleveland, we had that shop meeting and at the shop meeting it was very hey you know we don't want to do anything that steps on any toes we don't want to make anything weird for anybody we don't want to create panic or static or drama if we are being overbearing if anything tell us we want to know what we can get rid of what we can't what's good what's not um the one thing the owner was really insistent on which we were actually super cool with he's like paint the back everybody give personality to your booths new furniture is great a real counter is great like let's do this 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 and this we really like they their lobby is like a like a lighter tan color wall and there's a lot of um like really cool vintage stuff old paintings it's very old victorian vibes and they're like we do not want to lose that and we're like dude tight the the bar top we they have like a front desk thing what we want to do is like a higher up bar thing we wanted to do it wood anyways we're like that would be cool it would keep this vibe like stained oak we we pitched them on it and they're like that's exactly what we like for vibe we're good but it did turn into a little bit of one person here really didn't like the idea of a gray blue everyone else didn't care or liked it we wanted to strike this balance of letting them feel heard while equally being like okay there's like eight or nine of us if only one person doesn't like something how do we address that and it turned into what could have very easily imploded a lot of stuff and over the course of the weekend we kind of addressed it as a lot of people at the shop reaching out to other people at the shop to basically say hey like our our apprentice flat out told me uh while we were at the convention she was like what do i need to do better and i'm like you're doing great like thinking she's talking about the convention and she said no as an apprentice uh i was told that you think i'm lazy and I was like, oh, shit, which I did not say of her. Um, what I had said was when she's here more, I want to see her do more uh, because she actually just put in her two weeks at her day job. It was funny. Her plan was to put in her two weeks at her day job today. And over the course of the weekend, she liked the convention so much and she felt so strongly about everything that she actually called her boss Sunday with oh, her shit. left hand while gloved up and wiping Aura's client with her right hand and uh, basically negotiated it out to where she put it in last night and she's like cashing in her PTO. So she gave basically one work week notice. So she's working this week and then daylight savings hits and she's the fuck out of there. Um, mm -hmm. So she, she was very, what I had told her and we had talked about it before we left was I was like, when you are here more, we want to see more. And her apprenticeship has been very good, but it is very, I work a nine to five and I have two kids. I can only be in, in the evening. She, she, my, my biggest thing with her, she will do anything you ask, but you have to ask. Right. And I, it was very, we want to get you to where when you're here more during the day and you see how the daytime shop operations go to where you, you can, everybody here, 
it should be a thing where no matter who you are at that shop, <laughs> that if somebody walks in the door and interacts with you, that they think you might be the owner. You might run this place. And I was like, I need you to be there. And she got that. And I was like, why would you think that I think you're lazy? And she said, well, so-and-so told me. And that person had heard me chatting with another, you know, another employee about it, kind of secondhand from the other room. And it, it turned into this thing and it turned into a big, I don't want to say blow off because blow off isn't the right room, but it turned into a big thing in the group chat of basically everybody, what could have turned into an explosion and everybody screaming at each other was, hey, if anybody hears anything about anyone else, go to the source or confront that person at the moment. We all need to vent and we're all mad at each other. Sometimes if anybody exactly. needs to vent, just say, hey, I am venting. And, you know, let's all get it to where everybody doesn't think everybody hates each other or thinks they're lazy or thinks this person is a fuck up or thinks this or thinks that right. and get to where we can talk openly to each other. And everybody was weirdly receptive to that. And it even turned into Will, the guy I had mentioned before, who is a sweetheart and I love him. And it's funny because you said the thing about Kat reminding you of other people. Will reminds me like to a T, a very younger version. He's only like 25, 26. My buddy's my age, he's 38. But he is just so close to a friend of mine that I love to death. I've been best friends with for like 10 years. He's one of my favorite people and we get along well. And it's so worked that he kind of won me over automatically because of that. But I also know how to deal with his personality really well because of that. So when he goes off on kind of tangents sometimes, I know when to reel him in and when to let him go the same way that he seems to be really good with me about when I'm ranting, when to let me go and when to let me be cool. Um, but we're driving. We drove to Cleveland together. We hung out the whole time. We tattooed next to each other. We're driving back. And he was just out of nowhere. He was like, hey, I just want to tell you when Paul broke off with his other business partner and he moved the shop down the road, it was just he and I. I'm excited for all of these changes you guys want to do because it, we moved everything in and it was two guys and we didn't, a lot of it just kind of got, yeah, that looks good there, throw it, whatever. But at the same time, there is a big fear in my heart of I'm a younger dude. Paul and I built this shop together. Now all you older guys are coming in and you've been all these places and done all this stuff. I don't want it to seem like the big dick swinger rock stars are coming in and just changing everything and that I'm not welcome here. And he's like, the more time I've spent with you, I don't think that's what that is. But I want you to know, sometimes you can be a little overbearing with it when you get excited. And equally, I don't think you guys are doing that. But I might get a little shit heady and defensive because he's like a he's a younger dude and he's like an art school kid. So he's very crass about, you know what I fucking hate and we'll just, you know, ah. and he's a very loving person. <clears throat> What's that? To be that self-aware to call himself out and say, hey, this is. You know what I'm saying? Like the way he presented it. Yeah. And, really and awesome. it was a whole conversation where I was like, I like that you're so negative about everything because I'm so positive about everything. And when I come in and I'm like, no, we can figure out a way to do it. You will sit here for an hour and argue with me about, well, what about this? Oh, well, we'll just, this is this. Well, what about this? He will name every worst case scenario and I will figure out a solution for it. And when something happens, it's something that he's very, me, him, and Josh immediately, like the meeting ended, Josh went straight to Home Depot and bought all new light bulbs. We started like pricing desks. We started this, we started that. And now literally every staff member of the shop is in there right now, painting, throwing out desks, moving stuff. Like it, it happened awesome. so quick, but he's such a good person for that. And it was the fact that 
that again not blow up but that group chat of like hey let's all just be up front don't be a dick about it but be very this 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 and everybody at the shop has different strengths and weaknesses and i love something that you said specifically about the leader being the people uh you kept saying a leader you want to be a leader you have become a leader not the leader and I love that it's the idea of a leader because it should be if somebody walks in and this is their gripe or this is their thing, the person that's good at that should handle that. I don't trust me to build the front desk counter any more than they, you know, I trust me to be the person that if somebody comes in grumpy that I can be the one to customer care them and cheer them up and everybody has their strengths and everybody's a leader in their way. And it turned very quickly into like, Hey, nobody here is being ostracized. Nobody here is hated. Nobody here is this. We are trying to build something that is bigger and better than all of us so that we can take this shop that has a ton of potential, but just didn't have a ton of artists or a lot of stuff going on and just clean it up to where everybody has a space. Everybody can thrive. Everybody can charge their worth. Everybody can everything. And um, of the people that stayed here while we were in Cleveland, one of them, she's a sweetheart, but like, I don't really know how she does her pricing, but she's very kind of just like, oh, I'll do it. And like, Josh is really good. We were talking about the in-person consult either earlier. Josh is really good at that. He sat down with her through a consult and she scheduled her first only, or her first, it's not her first full day session, but her first full day session where she's not just like, oh, I'm this an hour or whatever, you know, throw me what you can. Like, she's like, we're doing a full eight to 10 hour day. I'm charging you $1,200. And like, they went for it. And he like made a video with her outside where she's like yelling and cheering and skipping. And it was so cool to see like, it's not that Josh is coming in here thinking he's better than anyone or that he's a tattoo rock star. It's like, no, this works for me. Let me bring you up to my level on that and make he's it awesome the same way Will. Like, yeah. And that's the thing is he is a leader with that. When we walk in and I'm like, fuck it here's ideas let's just let's get this tv and have all the work showing on it let's revamp our social media that's stuff i know i am a leader on it but not the leader yep. when it comes time for all the shop management stuff and we're rebuilding this whole shop and it's like well where is everything what do we want to do what do we do and want to do with that will basically built this shop with paul he's able to step up and be a leader and be like let's put this here let's do that there let's do that there and everybody has been so good about every single person's like, well, what do we think about this here? It turns into everybody circling up really quick and like, well, what does everybody think? What do you think? What do you think? And it's, it's been a really good team scenario. And it was born out of lots of little, you know, oh, I heard this from this room. I heard that from that room that could have really quickly turned into fuck all y'all. I'm taking my ball and going home. And to watch a bunch of people who all kind of operate a little bit differently and are different people and different ages go like, wait, no, stop. Let's talk. Everybody's good at what they do. Everybody's a leader in this way. Everybody's that in that way. Let's figure this shit out and get on the same page because most of it was stuff that wasn't even said anyways. From an emotional standpoint, it was just like such a cool thing to see and could have turned into a really stressful, shitty convention and instead it ended on a really good note. And everybody's in here busting their ass now. And it's it's really cool to see. And it is, yeah, just almost emotionally overwhelming to be able to step back and admit that I was, usually I'm just like, yeah, everybody's just working together. It's great. I was a big part of that to stop and be like, nope, 
let's talk about it. Hey, everybody be like this. Hey, let's have a shop meeting and hash it out. And to somebody had to say it. So I was like, I guess I'm here. I'll just say it. And it worked. And to acknowledge that like, hey, maybe I fucking did this. Maybe I'm not bad in a crisis with leadership kind of stuff. Yeah, dude. So you are really good at it. Um, everything that everything that you're talking about is like pinging memories of us doing it wrong. <laughs> doing it wrong. And that, dude, I you you know, and this isn't to fucking. I've gotten pretty over the last shop I was at. I know I was there for like four years. It still lingers, but I saw a lot of what works. I also saw a lot of what doesn't work. And being homies with you and all the stories you've told about running shops and other friends that I have, you know, John, the guy that initially apprenticed me back in like 02, he owns one of the Bluebird tattoos that, you know, I had apprenticed at him under initially. He went through a thing with some employees recently and he was telling me all about it because he scheduled to do my back piece in April. We sat down and broke down. He's talking about it. Like hearing it from other people has been such a blueprint for, you know, learning, learning how to do it. But really like you, there's so many good takeaways of how not to do it. And it sucks to watch others fail before you and to know that you're going to fail and it's going to help the people behind you. But it is like, it is helping, you know, something was born out of disaster. Right. Right. And that's the thing, like all the things that we, we changed because it wasn't working right, you know, and like, a lot of it is that communication level. Um, so as you were saying it, I was thinking about the time that Donna thought it would be a real, well, I thought it would be a really good idea to give Donna the, 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 the in charge of the shop meeting. So she had separate meetings with everybody before the shop meeting, um, getting certain inputs and getting anonymously written uh, complaints and praises about people and so during the meeting you know like one person doesn't know how to take anything without taking it too personally uh they're no longer with us um and then one person uh really had a lot of complaints about her from a number of people so um they both felt like we attacked them so heavily that somebody said that the meeting was a massacre and I was like ouch and you know Donna really had good intentions by like airing the dirty laundry right and like getting everybody to be honest what we didn't depend on was the fact that some people would get more than others and then feel singled out um and some people don't like criticism even if it's constructive in front of people and they can't handle that um and like sometimes you have to work one-on-one -on -one well, actually, all the time when it comes to something mm -hmm. like that, we have to work through one-on-one yeah. -on -one with these things because it feels like an intervention. If everyone's talking about what you're doing wrong, and then, PP, come here, honey. I know. I'm so sorry. Um, and uh, when it when people feel like they're at an intervention, they're I mean, we've all watched the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. people that hard. You know, when it feels like everyone's convened to talk about what a piece of shit loser they are. And it's it's funny because it is it is a harsh reality. And I think being confronted with 
you know, your failures and your fuck ups, like they're, they're already probably playing in your mind 24 seven when you should be doing things like sleeping or taking care yeah. of yourself. Instead, you're just Absolutely. thinking of all these horrible things. So when people sit you down and confront you with it, it's like, I know, I fucking know, and I'm trying, <laughs> but it's so, it, it seems like the, the all-purpose go-to to any constructive criticism of anyone is to admit fault immediately, and I think that's what did so well with what we kind of right. just had here was that every single person was able to take a step back and, like, the whole Will and I thing where he's like, I do, I'm getting territorial because we built this up and I know we didn't build it perfect and I know it needs renovations, but I built it and I don't want to see people just come in and erase me and me to be like, no, I get overzealous. That's why I told you guys before I opened my mouth. Cause there was like a couple months here where I was like, man, that Brown wall is ugly as fuck. Uh, man, <laughs> if we got a little TV out in the lobby, Right. And just had like garden's work scrolling on it and stuff man if a lot of the stuff i just came from a shop where if anybody had a good idea and it wasn't the owner's idea then it wasn't a good idea and mm -hmm. so i was like the last thing i want to do is come to a shop where i'm the fucking new kid in town and i'm just like well let's change and fix a bunch of things and make them great because it's what i like and so i kept my my tongue very bit for months and uh, when it finally became very apparent that everybody kind of felt the same way about like, yeah, we need to clean up. We need to reorganize. We, it's just a lot of little stuff that by the end of this week, this whole shop's going to look different, but we did it in a week. Like it's nothing, right. you know, we're not ripping off the roof or adding a swimming pool or anything, but like swimming it, a swimming pool would be dope though. Hey, enjoy your new tattoo. Hmm. Hop in. <laughs> um, but uh it, it, it really just turned into me immediately as I stepped into it and asking the owner, like, what do you think about this, this, and this? If I am overstepping, please tell me. There was a similar situation with our shop apprentice where she was his apprentice. And I said, hey, she usually gets in after her nine to five. You're usually out of here around six. There's a little bit of like not as much structure for her. Would you like me to help? Am I overstepping if I help? Again, just came from a shop where helping the apprentices – was like poo pooed on, but then they weren't really given any other help from anyone else. Um, it was a whole thing. And so like, I was like, these are things that I kind of have a little, you know, trauma about because I just came from four years of this is how do you feel? The last thing I want is to step on your toes. And if you flat out tell me to my face, no, let me worry about it. You'll never hear about it again. And I'll still tattoo it. I'll still love this place and it'll be great. And he was very like, I mean, almost overabundantly, like, I do not give one fuck if anybody here improves this place in any way, shape, or form. It makes it better for everybody. Why would I? Like, why would I stay? You know, if your improvement suggestion is a stripper pole or something, maybe we, we need to have a chat. But he's like, yeah, if someone you wants to vote that, is, on that one. <laughs> you know, he was so chill about it that it just like not to take credit for opening that door, but I feel like I opened that door to where everybody, and there is a good handful of new people here that are kind of in a rebuilding phase here too, was so quick to like, well, I've got ideas. I've just been also biting my tongue because I didn't want to step on toes or make waves. And so by making a couple little waves, I kind of opened it for everybody to make them. And it turned into a, you know, everybody here could have been like, well, that's fucking we resent you because you're making too many waves or you're too excited about too many changes. I came right out of the gate with, Hey, check me if I'm getting too far. Uh, I don't want to make this the dusty show and I don't want to this, this, and this. 
and everybody was really cool about we will and it's happened a time or two the same way i've checked them everybody's checked each other but that admission of fault and guilt oftentimes softens the intervention where if you can step in to say something and say these are my issues i know i have them we all have issues but to like very specifically like i know my problems and feel free to check me on them then when you address other people's issues they're like well this guy clearly doesn't think he's perfect because i've also been to some shop meetings where it was very hey we all think you're fucking up and we're the best so you got to be the best too which really just means being like us, even if you're not. And fuck you if you are. And it's like, it, it's real easy to feel like you're being attacked because you kind of are being attacked in that scenario. <laughs> well, you know, and and that's the thing. That's why I said, <laughs> as you're talking, I'm thinking of things I've done wrong, which has led me to doing them right. You know, because like <clears throat> with losing a number of artists, okay, what am I doing wrong? Because I'm the common denominator. You know what I'm saying? So regardless of what their fucking reasoning is, and what their gripe is, I've got to get better. So uh, it's really cool to hear the perspective that you've got as well, because that that also just fosters the new growth that I've been experiencing over the past year. You know, of like with Cat. Okay, I I well, and systems and processes. Those are two things that just popped up for me big when you were talking. Um, but with Cat, you know, like I let her know, hey, what you're gonna expect of me is still a guy with a baby at home that is the number one priority. So when you get me, you get me. And I want you to take advantage of that. You have access to me as well. Like you can you can text me, you can call me, you know, but like I'm not at the shop all the time. So I just need you to know that like, I'm not here all the time to be 100% your full on full-time mentor but I will teach you how to tattoo. I will give you my curriculum. And in retort to that, she goes, well, can I learn from everyone else? And I was like, ooh, what a great question. Because like, yeah. that's a weird fucking and the, and the correct answer to that is, I don't know, can you? <laughs> well, and I told her. So, and, and that leads into me even taking it a layer deeper. So I was like, look, I know that with, some of my former apprentices, the ones that have followed exactly got there pretty quick. And so if you do exactly what I tell you, I know you'll get there fast, but that doesn't resonate with everyone. So I told, and, and like, I told her, like, I might be like, where the fuck did you learn that? And tell me who you learned it from. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Does it work for you? You know, instead of where the fuck did you learn that? Well, I thought that what you were doing was stupid, so I did it this way. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I I, I guess I, I opened up the whole, like, let's have the communication of what's going on. If I confront you with why are you doing that, I need you to respond to, to me with, I learned it from one of your guys, yeah. you know? Or, you know, rather than, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, like, because if I see you doing a technique that I didn't teach you, I got to understand why you're doing it. And then like, cool, all right, try that. So like we had this whole conversation and now it's like, she says, can I learn from everybody else in the shop? And I respond with, well, fuck yeah. And then I told her, like I said, follow me exactly. I know you do it fast, but like take what you want, leave the rest behind. Take a little bit from them, take a little bit from them, take a little bit from them, take a little bit from me, and then create your own little artist. So instead of being so 
strict about my curriculum like I've been known to be in the past, I'm like, well, here's my curriculum, check it out. And do what works. And if it's not working for you, let's adjust and make it work for you. Um, and the craziest part is you've been doing it for over 20, that you're creeping on like 30 years. I've, I've got you, a few years away from 30, yeah. You, it's crazy that you are creeping on 30 years of tattooing and you just admitted that there's the possibility that you might learn something from it. Right. Like that, that's such a cool way to be that you're like, if you know, fucking Dana like shows her like, well, this is this and it works for her. And you're like, well, why did you do that that way? You're not just pulling that out of your ass, are you? And she's like, no, he showed me this because this, or Billy showed me this with stippling. Cause he does all the stipple. This is how he did it. And you might be like, huh. And try it in one of yours and be like, well, fuck, I never, why I never. Um, and it's so crazy to be open to still learning into making it a melting pot. And that's just such a huge thing that we're experiencing here. It's only been about two months since Paul was like, okay, she's the shop apprentice now. And it's so funny that she'll be working on a design or on a thing and it will very quickly turn into, okay, well, what do you think? And I'll be like, I, frankly, I, I, I have thoughts, but it's, it's will, the stuff Will does here. It's so similar to Billy, like really surreal and wacky and lots of okay. shading. <laughs> And I'll be like, there's a ton of pepper shading in that. Go talk to Will. Or, you know, she was working on these flowers on her friend and she's tattooing and they were going to be more illustrative, lightly stippled. And Josh just kind of sat over her and was like, we'll do this, do this, do this. And they ended up being basically black and gray realism. And uh, yeah, it was like, like, and, and they came out looking sharp and it's such a, everybody here has a different strong suit. Why don't, why wouldn't everybody pour into you? And like you said, it's such, such a good term for, you know, take what works, leave behind what doesn't, that it's like, hey, instead of getting mentored by one person that's really good at maybe a lot of things, but here's their style, learn from everybody, let it be a melting pot. It's your apprenticeship. It's your time that you can make mistakes and learn things and do things. Right. And you're going to come out of it a year from now way stronger because, you know, why why read one fucking uh oh now i can't think of his name uh the motivational guy with the huge jawline the really deep tony, tony robbins, robbins. Uh, you know you could read you could read a tony robbins book and be tony robbins and probably be a really cool positive person and achieve things you could also read eight other books by eight other people and pull what works from each one and uh at the end of the day still kind of know who's your person. And I feel, I feel like I already know here who she's really going to gravitate towards. And it was such a funny thing. Cause at my last shop, I feel like every apprentice that we did bring in kind of, you know, supposedly the whole shop apprentices you, that's a whole separate thing, but it would, they would find their person and kind of gravitate towards like, I'm learning from everybody, but this person really seems to make sense to me, how they explain things, all that. So at the end of the day, you're still her person and you're a fucking kick-ass mentor. So she's going to rock it but there might just be a little stuff that she picks up that, you know, it, it's going to help for sure. And, you know, and it's so cool to see the openness to working together like that and being again, not the leader, but a leader. Because it has to be dude, because I realized I was killing everybody in the shop all the time. And so was Donna when we were trying to be pregnant and deal with the emotions of life and our adjustment patterns, because we're we didn't handle becoming new parents well, even though like 
we, we planned on it happening. Yeah. We panicked hard and we didn't do good with it. You know, <laughs> like, and now to see how beautiful his life has been to us. Okay. So sick. You know, like, well, we started out scared as fuck. So, like, we had to hand over the reins. It's a, it's a good thing we found Brittany, right? Because we had to hand over the reins to Brittany in a way where, like, I've achieved my one of my main goals of being a shop owner by paying my front desk what they deserve and yeah. a going wage that is actually higher than competitive. You know what I'm saying? So, like... I had to get over giving somebody 50 bucks a day and expecting them to be able to run my shop. You know what I'm saying? So like I had to learn from all these things throughout the time. And like, now I realize I can't manage and be a dad and be a tattooer and, you know, do the tattoo education that I'm doing online now. And, you know, like I just do like, I, I, I want to do too many things in life to where I can't do only the shop anymore. Yeah. And when I realized I was being a piece of shit to everybody, I was like, all right, I don't manage anymore. And like, when it hurts enough, it'll change. So every, the reason why I'm, I'm open to so many things now is because so many things have hurt so much that it caused me to change, you know? And like, one of my toughest to deal with employees ever taught me the most about how to like respect people with my words and like make people feel comfortable, not give too much that's crazy as a business owner, because yeah. I did that too. So like, I learned how to like, what, what I need to give of myself, what kind of person I need to be, how my words and how my actions affect people. Like all those failures have led me to soften down, soften down, soften down. And like the softening down brings you to just being fucking open, man. You, know, you gotta be open to the change. You know, like I've been an old dog that you can't teach new tricks to. And you know what? That sucks. And that makes me feel gross. And like, mm -hmm. I love my dad so much, but like he was cranky and too stubborn. And like, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to use the strength that he had that he gave me. But like, I also don't want to use the stubbornness that he gave me in the wrong way. Stubbornness is great. It keeps you going when you fucking shouldn't be able yeah. to it keeps you going when you can't it keeps you going when you don't want to but like that type of stubbornness to not change hurt me too much and then me and donna would fight too much and then people in the shop would fucking make me the object of their aggression or or their intervention too much and i'm like that's where you're letting your ego control your stubbornness yes and then you know i just decide well how about this why don't instead of giving everyone what I think they want, I just give people what they need and also take what I need. So I took a, I took, you know, a percentage that I feel is right from my shop because I do a lot for it. So I, now I pay myself, Yeah. you know, and I gave the, the, the shop incentivize uh, patterns of pay raise. So you can, you can control how much more you make percentage wise. And like, that was a thing I didn't want to do for a while. You know, like I wanted to stay at one, but I was like, no, I want people to grow, right? So we have to let them grow. And like, we can't say we want them to grow and then don't give them an opportunity to and make it feel weird, right? So like, I had to figure that out. <clears throat> I had to figure out how to be the mentor that can step away, which was the whole point I was trying to make. Because if, <laughs> if I'm the mentor that can step away, 
then they don't expect me to teach them every fucking thing, but I get the opportunity to give them everything I can. Yeah. Rather than holding myself to an expectation of being able to give them everything and then only be the leader. Because I tried that and I didn't mean to. Because I didn't yeah. realize... And you only... I didn't realize uh, it, you, you, no, I didn't realize it between A and the, but go ahead, yeah. A and uh, the it, it very much a get in what you put out sort of thing. And I do think that it's hard if you're not a mentor that can step away to almost micromanage it to a point where you're forcing them versus like you have to be able to step back and let them yep. get in what get out what they put in and you want to see every single person succeed, especially if they're paying a hefty apprentice fee and their art is good. And you're like, I want to see you thrive. But if you're the mentor that can step away a little bit, you give them the opportunity to show that they want it, or you give them the opportunity to, you know, not, and you can always course correct and you can always try to fix it. But if you can step away, eventually at some point when it's a year in and they're just not getting it and it's not working, you can be like this, we can do this on good terms because I didn't just sit here and not step away and spend a whole year borderline fostering you to the point that like, now I'm just going to fucking hate you because you didn't do exactly what I wanted you to do. And it's such a thing. And there was, I I had one conversation at all with our shop apprentice at Cleveland. And literally the only thing was she rode with Aura. So when Aura left early to go to the last day of the convention, she checked out with her and there was just like the hotel room was just messy and it took me 20 minutes to clean it up. I got some trash bags. It was fine. But I just texted her and I was like, I'm not mad. I don't hate you. The hotel room was messy. There was trash and stuff. Remember to be the last one out and leave every space better than you found it. And she was just like, I am so sorry. And I even know after the fact that Aura was like, come on, let's go. Like she didn't really have a say in the matter because Aura wanted her to help prep her client and shit. But she still, instead of like, oh, well, Aura, you know, whatever. She was just like, I'm sorry. I'll do better. And it was such a, like, I was like, she, she is such a get in what you put out person. And like I said, she's getting a little bit better about she'll do anything you have to ask and getting into that territory of like, ask once, figure it out, start applying it. And so I'm really excited to see after one more week at her day job when she can be here more often, how that pans out. But it was such a good conversation to be like, I don't want to be the leader and like this fucking hotel room's trash. There's a goddamn pizza box, blah, blah, blah. But to be a leader and say, Hey, here's a lesson. Remember to be the last out and leave the spaces, whether you're using an artist station, whether it's the lobby, whatever, try to be the last out, leave everything better than you found it. And she was just like, perfect. Got it. And then that same night we're tearing down to load up and you know how conventions are where it's like, take your sharps container to the thing, tear down your whatever. She is, yeah, it's five. We're still tattooing. The convention doesn't end for three more hours. Where do I take these sharps containers as soon as we're done? She was walking and I even told her, I was like, Hey, see if anyone needs anything. Uh, just anyone. And she went to Troy. She found Troy. She doesn't know who the fuck Troy is. This is her first convention ever. And she went and found out who he was and found him and said, is there anything you need me to do? She went to booths while people were setting up and tearing down. Cause she weighs like, she, she's, probably like five six five seven but she's fucking tiny she's like 90 pounds soaking wet she's like hey i can stand on chairs real easy and just went to booths and helps people take their banners down um 
like she busted her ass. And I literally just meant like, hey, if the guy next to us needs help packing up, you know, you can always ask people. <laughs> but she she really took it upon herself to like go find. Like she went to Pennsylvania under the front counter and she's like, Can I help you guys pack up shirts? Can I help with this? And it was like it was really refreshing to see and I feel like it was good because I tried to do the A leader thing and like, hey, these are good lessons to learn. This is a good way to be. And we all kind of sat down with her before the convention. And I know Aura had a really good chat with her. They drove together on the way up there of like, here's expectations. Here's good things to do. Also, don't feel like if we're all three tattooing and find that you can't go look at, you know, the fucking heavy metal magician or Captain and Maybell, or don't think that you can't go check out, you know, I want to buy a Sullivan shirt, like network, meet people, swap info, do all that stuff. But also when we need you, we need you. And she was like, a fucking plus about it. And that was literally the only complaint I could make was, hey, the hotel room was dirty. It took me a trash bag in 15 minutes. You're fine. Learn it for the future. And she was so ingrained in her brain that like, yeah, she helped everyone and just tearing down our booth. She's like folding up every chair and finding a spot for it, straightening out tables, like trying to leave it pristine. Dude, I fucking love that, man. I'm like that. That ties into something that this one client. So the, <laughs> this girl that I was friends with years ago, we're still friends, but like we met years ago. Uh, we, I call her Nikki from far, far away because she always lived like 45 minutes away. Um, and so she hits me up one day and she's like, hey, my boss wants to come get tattooed by you. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. You know, like just have him fill out the thing. Like I just, I was like, man, we haven't talked in so long. It's weird you hit me up. So maybe this dude. All right, let me let me try and get this dude a spot in the chair. You know, because I, I like I I I'm, I'm, I want to see what he's about. She's like, he's got loot. Don't worry about it. Like, you know, like not looking for a hookup. I just want him to get the best work. I'm like, okay, great. So he comes in, and she's like, he's a, he's a big giant like Spartan or some shit like. He's a giant man, and he's of certain blood. We'll find out when he's like, um, when he comes, uh, when he comes in to get tattooed, he's just this giant dude. He's really intimidating. And I'm like, yo, he's kind of rough around the edges. He's like, no, he's really loving. He's really kind, you know. So we get in the room and we tattoo, and the guy opens up and he starts telling me all about things and like starts mentoring me, and I'm like. Oh yeah, I'm soaking it up, right? Like, cause he's got a really successful uh, couple of pizza shops, and he runs the largest maritime security company in the world. Um, and he employs only. Yeah, dude, this guy's wild. And so, like, he's like, and this is probably two years ago. He's like, you got to come up with systems and processes. And I'm like, huh? Bro, this is a fucking tattoo shop. What the fuck do you mean, dog? You know, like, this is also when I'm like, I'm an artist. They can't make people sign contracts, you know? So, like, and those so systems and processes. And then I've heard this a number of times in the pa- in the future from that point in the past now uh, from mentors and business people along the way. Systems and processes, systems and processes. So I was like, what the fuck does this mean when I first heard it? And really, it's what you guys are doing you and aura with her you guys should put that down on paper or something and like this is what we expect of you this is what we expect for you to expect from us and like 
it's it's so easy because that that's how I hire people on now. They have a whole like, this is what we offer, this is what we cover, this is what the pay looks like, and then this is what we expect from you. Aside from that, and then this is what you should expect from us. And like, it's like two pages. It's nothing crazy, right? But like, it gives our mission statement, and like, it gives you an idea of what we're about. And it gives you everything that you know is going on. So that way, if too many of these things are out of whack, we just go ahead and just end it. And like, we went through that recently. And like, we had a guy quit and then we had to fire a guy. The guy quit like on a Monday and Friday, we had to fire a guy. So like, it was a really hard week, but it was, it was valuable to know that Brittany had come to me and said, hey man, this is going like this, this, and this, and this. And I'm like, fuck, I really love this guy. I really want him here, but I get it. And she's like, yeah, I know, but like this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay. You know, like we've already had an agreement of what was, what Brittany could accept. Like Brittany won't, isn't, Brittany isn't expected to accept more than she can accept. And we make that uh, like part of the company culture, right? Like this is what we expect from you in this, this code of conduct is basically self-policing, right? We just want our people to chill and just, we do all the work, you just tattoo. And like, it's so easy now. Like, and I didn't have to feel, except for the fact that I love the human um, who found a new space and they're thriving. Uh, it just like, it sucked that I had to lose that person, you know, but like, I got it because it, it just, the way he worked didn't fit in with the way we were. And like, it takes the emotion out of it when you have set guidelines that are systems and processes. And it's really weird to break down the systems and processes of a tattoo shop um, until you look at it as a business. And it's very easy to run your business on feelings and then people's feelings always get hurt. So if you have these systems and processes in line, like now, next apprentice knows don't leave the tech, uh, the the fucking the hotel room shitty. You know what I'm saying? Like you're yeah. you're learning what to tell them up front and what your systems and processes are. And like Paul is learning that there's systems and processes that can be had in the shop that can make it more awesome. And you're helping that him usher that in. So it's just really cool, like that we're learning just by way of trial and error and deduction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And having the humility to yes. pull from other people's failures and to view them as human and be like, this is why it happened. You know, you can look at so many shops that had a lot of issues and choose to be like trial and error. I'm going to learn from that or to just be like, fuck them. They fucking suck. I won't do it that way. You know what I mean? Like, it's so easy to look at certain things and to be like, I fucking what the fuck ever. Uh, versus, you know, like, dude, we're all human. It could happen to anybody on, you know, the bad week. And it's something that I'm so excited for. I know that Josh's end game is he wants to open his own shop. And I remember telling him, like, dude, come here for a year, what? kick it, just tattoo and veg. But you're going to just learn different from being at a shop that is kind of finding that, that wing, you know, its wings in that area, meeting other people. And it's really funny because the whole reason I wanted to bring him out, I want to see him do a dope tattoo with you. And I want to go with my friend to the fucking beach and the, the arcade and shit. Like, it's just fun to hang out with people you love, but I also want to get him with you specifically in person again. Cause I know when you were in Dayton, you guys didn't get a ton of time to chat. 
like to get you guys sitting down, but it's slowly over the weekend crept into, well, I want to sit down for that chat too. Like, why would I deprive myself of learning that stuff? I know you've got a lot to teach him and he's got a lot of end goals, but I'm like, even if I stayed at this shop for forever, it was just one of the coolest machines. Why wouldn't I want to learn all the trial and error and learn to be the best A leader in a group of A leaders? And so it's just like, now I'm excited for it and kind of accepting that little bit of, it's so easy to hide behind, you know, when I'm getting compliments, like, oh, little old me, it's just as easy when people compliment any sort of leadership or, for, you know, fortitude to be like, oh, I just work here. Like, I'm just part of the system. It's a team effort. And it is, but like, I'm a fucking part of the team and I'm allowed to be like, hey, I'm helping. I'm doing things. You know what I mean? <laughs> absolutely absolutely man and like that's cool that like you're accepting that that's part of your journey because you know uh, i think i've talked about this on this show before accepting that like part of one of my gifts is being a healer right like that's one of my like natural weird gifts i help people heal emotionally and like i'm good at that shit and it's weird that that is something i had to step into I had to step into learning that I'm a really good teacher at tattoo stuffing, you know, like I'm, I'm a really great dad. Those are all hard roles to like, look at yourself and say yes to, because we're just so accustomed to looking at ourselves and saying no, but like, I'm learning that saying yes to myself more is what I want. And it's the only way to get where I want to be. So, you know, like, instead of feeling weird or bad because I have a lot of time to spend with my family, that's the focus and allow that instead of being like, where the fuck's the money going to come from? I know the money's coming because the money always comes. The money's always come. And even though I'm not tattooing every day, I have enough lines in the water to bring in money. Like, it's just weird that I'd like keep thinking like, broke old tattooer like and i'm not like i'm i'm a thriving entrepreneur with multiple businesses except a couple of them are in the beginner stage so like you know but like dude i just fucking found out over the weekend my house in jacksonville is rented out and we have a tenant lined up for my titusville house and we bought a cocoa house like two weeks ago so like my real estate company is doing something finally. Like that feels weird to say too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like every part of it just fucking feels weird because it's this transition that I've wanted for so long, but didn't, I don't know how to accept. So like, I'm learning a new level of receiving, like, look, you wanted this. So enjoy it. And like, it's been really cool like I got, we got to go, dude, I fucking drove my car through a mall yesterday. Hmm. Like I live a really cool life. Then at the end of that night, I drove that same car to the Cocoa Beach Pier and sat on the end of the pier and had dinner with, you know, Donna and my two sons. And like, it's the most beautiful view in the world. It's just, you're out and you can't see anything for as far as the eye can see and it's just water 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 it's beautiful right sounds awesome right this is the life i get to live right 
So if I'm going to sit here and fucking complain about my worries about this or my worries about that, my worries about this, instead of fucking like actually looking at my life as if I was watching someone else's Instagram, which is embarrassing to say. (laughs) If I seen my life through the outsider's fucking social media view, I'd be like, damn, this guy's pretty lucky. And it's hard to settle into feeling lucky and rich in your life and deciding that rich isn't money. You know, like, and like, dude, every time, every time I fucking had a hard time with things in the past and continually Donna goes, but look at all the love you have in this house. And I'm like, I'm gonna try to fix it, but fine, thank you. You know, like, (laughs) and now I'm realizing like, the focus needs to be on the love. The focus needs to be on, I have a, I have a family to share my riches with. And you know what I'm saying? Like, instead of worrying about where the, where the money is going to come from, the riches come from like my life and the yeah. that I get to do in my life. And that weird fucking surreal feeling when you're fucking driving your car through a mall and you're like, wow, this is real cool. This is real life. You know, and then the staff picks, you know, your car as their favorite. You know, it's like, wow, I didn't even go like wanting to get a trophy, but like I probably got the more meaningful one because like the people that worked there picked my car and said, I like that the most. I'm like, wow, cool. I just wanted to put my car in the mall. And now people are telling me my car is pretty. You know, like (laughs) I got cool fucking social media content. Like it's just, it's so weird to live the life I get to live, right? Um, and I built it this way. And now I'm choosing to view it as I get to live this life because it's pretty rad rather than, man, it sucks and it's hard and I'm worried all the time. Here you go. So yeah. Yeah, just cool realizations over the past few days. Hell yeah. Yeah. And on that note, it is it's quarter so after six. Crazy. We went over yet again. What a surprise. <laughs> uh this is a this is a good one though because like i feel like we got right the fuck into the topics because they were just real what's happening in life yeah and it all turned yeah. around leadership like um but like that's a super important thing that i like i i probably might do my rad movement video on leadership now um <laughs> but like do it but like it's it's something that i didn't realize was so important to study like how to be a leader and one of the dudes that I was talking to yesterday, he's like, it's really cool that you can like, uh, you know, review and adjust what's going on in your business. Like, well, I wouldn't have a business if I didn't, you know? So the fact that we all keep, you know, reviewing and adjusting our lives and our businesses and our relationships, like, it's pretty cool, man. Keep doing it. One thing I think I lucked out on when I was younger a lot of the groups I belong to, like Girl Scouts and 4-H, they focused on building young leaders. Yeah. And teaching you how to lead by example. Yep. Yep. And that's one of the biggest parts of leadership. <clears throat> by example. So here we are, doing our best to lead by example. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you. Know- if you're going through any of the shit that we were just talking about today, chances are you're probably a leader too. <laughs> uh, and if that weighs heavy on you, that's okay. It's normal. Um, you'll get out of it. 
Um, you know, the mud weighs heavy on the lotus when it, you know, creates it and it has to come out. I found out the mud comes up and down from the lotus comes up and down from the mud every day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like a so, phoenix. Right. Yeah, exactly, dude. Every day the mud, the lotus has to fight through the mud every fucking day. So it's interesting. Um, so yeah, on that note, no mud, no lotus. Be the lotus. You got this. Uh, love you guys. Thank you to Reinventing Gabe Guy, everyone that's a part of the team. Thank you, Amber. Thank you, Dusty, my stunning fucking man in the car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and please get better, Amber. Um, glad you took the time to rest. I am resting and I am getting better. Don't worry. I should be out of here tomorrow. Beautiful. Beautiful. I know that feeling. I've never been released from jail, but I imagine it's similar. Um, <laughs> I have been, and I'm, I'm guaranteeing it will be. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Well, you guys have a great night. Everyone that tuned in, thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, go acknowledge yourself. Love yourself. Have grace with yourself. And give time to your feelings. <laughs> have a great Monday. Bye. Love you. Bye.